Welcome to Lore of the Loch, brought to you by the Any Collective. Come, take a seat by the fire. This week's story is a tale of sisterhood and survival. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. There was once a king and queen who lived in a beautiful castle on an island called Rousey. They had all the luxuries that land and sea had to offer. They were fair rulers and the kingdom was flourishing. Until one day, the king fell desperately ill. My love, there must be something else we can try. I cannot bear to lose you. And God forbid, what will happen to your peaceful kingdom without an heir to take your throne? You see, in those days, women were not allowed to hold power, or even to live in the castle without a man. So once the king dies, the queen and her three daughters, Catherine, Zoe, and Bethany, must leave their home and become humble peasants. Please do not worry about that now, my queen. What has been done has been done. Trust in God. He always has a plan. Now, my dear, please ready yourself to let me go. I cannot leave this realm without seeing your smile once more. I love you. I love you too. <clears throat> Son, for my daughters, I wish to say my goodbyes. Yes, my liege. Uh, they are not ready. They must be. I have been hearing some nonsense about you saying goodbye. Father, tell me it is not true. Yes, Father, you must announce it at once. I refuse to hear it anymore. Girls, please don't make this any harder on your old man than it already is. Bethany, dear, how are you? I am concerned for you, Father, and I'm apprehensive about our future. If I'm to be honest, I do not like any of this at all. I know, my dear, but you three must not fear the future. The future holds nothing but opportunities, and it is what one does with those opportunities that make a happy, fulfilling life. I have but one thing to ask of you all. Yes, Father. Whatever you ask. Good. Look after your mother. Protect her with your life. She is the most remarkable woman. She bathed you, fed you, and brought you all up to be the strong young women who stand before me. And she will feel my loss more than anyone. You must fill my shoes and keep her safe at all costs. Do you understand? Of course, Father. Of course, Father. Of course, Father. Wonderful. With that, I feel ready to go. <laughs> Remember me. No! No! <laughs> the queen fell to her knees, followed quickly by her two eldest daughters, all in deep mourning. The youngest daughter, Bethany, held her mother and her sisters as tight as her frail arms could. Let go, mother. That is what he wanted. Now that the king was dead, the queen and her three daughters continually fell on hard times until all they had left was a small house, a cow, and a kale yard. It was an adjustment for the woman, to say the least. Ah! Disgusting! Mother! Look, there's manure all over the front path! I 
am a princess. How can I be expected to live in a slum and in squalor? Now, girls, you must be humble. Whining about our new circumstance cannot change it. Then what are we to do? Yes, mother, please tell me you have a plan to get us out of here. I do not. Our plan is to find joy in our new life. <gasps> Look over here, mother. Are these posies not stunning? We could create a beautiful garden. It will look like a carpet of flowers. That sounds like a wonderful idea, Bethany. Observe how your sister sees the good in everything. You two ought to try it out. Time went by, and the queen and her youngest daughter adjusted to their way of life and began to find joy in the simple pleasures. Unfortunately, the same could not be said for Zoe and Catherine, her elder daughters. Every day, they all woke up at 5 a.m. to milk their cow and harvest enough kale for the day. Bethany, dear, pass me the shovel. Here you are, mother. Ah! A toad! A toad! Where is it? Get it away! Get it away! <laughs> you two are such scaredy cats. Where did you see him? Over there by the oak tree! Kill it, Bethany! Bethany gently bent down and picked up the toad, careful not to hurt him. Hey there, little guy. My deepest apologies. You see, my sisters are very scared of you. That's all right, though. Have a piece of kill, and I shall take you back to the forest to your family. Bethany walked with the toad in her palm all the way to the nearest stream in the forest and released him back into the wild. You see, Bethany was very kind to all living creatures, something she had learned from her father. Goodbye. Be free. The family kept struggling on this way for a while, until one day it became apparent that someone or something was stealing from their kale garden. If we were still living in the castle, none of this would be happening and we could simply send a servant out for more food. Ah! When will you accept that we are not in a castle anymore? We must act carefully. This may be dangerous. What would your father do? Father would have had a guard wait out all night to discover who the thief is. We do not have a guard, idiot. Then one of us shall do it. No way! Absolutely not! There is nothing that can make me wait outside in the cold all night. Nor I! Bethany ought to do it, seeing as it was her idea! You awful brats! Bethany is only 15 years old, and you are so quick to send her into harm's way. Your father must be turning in his grave. Catherine, you are the eldest. You must undertake this task to protect us all. But, Mother! Ah, uh, no buts. It has been decided. And so that same night, Catherine, wrapped up in her winter blanket, sat at the end of the kale garden, awaiting the mystery thief. Ugh! It is so cold! I hope this bloody thief turns up soon! Be careful what you wish for! For just as those words left her mouth, a loud crashing sound came from just over the hill. Then Catherine saw something that left even her completely speechless. A huge giant came striding over the kale garden wall. He dumped a big straw basket on the ground and started to cut the kale. What are you 
doing? Stop it at once! She desperately waved her stick at the giant, who simply chuckled. <laughs> Why are you taking my mother's kale? Have you not a garden of your own? If you do not end your whining, I shall take you too. <sighs> whining? The giant did not wait another second before grabbing Catherine by an arm and a leg, tossing her into the basket on top of the kale and carrying her home. Ah, put me down! Don't you know who I am? Let me go this instant! Instead of responding to Catherine's pleas, the giant simply shoved a handful of kale in her mouth. Ah! Once they had arrived at the giant's home, he told her that she must work for him. He commanded her to milk the cow and put it to pasture on the high hill. Then she had to wash, comb, card, spin and weave a great pile of wool. If the cow is not milked and the wool is not ready when I return home, you will be in big trouble. <sighs> okay. The eldest princess milked the cow and put it out to pasture on the high hill. But not without her usual complaining. Stupid cow, stupid pasture, stupid hill. I can't believe this. After all that milking, walking and complaining, Catherine was hungry. So she decided to make a pot of porridge before continuing with her tasks. Then all of a sudden, a whole lot of tiny yellow-haired people appeared, crowding around her, begging for a bite to eat. Princess? Oh, princess? I'm so hungry. Can you spare us some food? Please, may I have just one bite, princess? I have not eaten for days. Please! Spare a crumb! Spare a crumb. Feed me! Feed me! Spare a crumb! Feed me! But the princess refused, saying, Little for one and less for two, and never a grain have I for you. Maybe tomorrow we'll be fed. When she tried to work the wool, she found that nothing would go right. Blasted wool! Why won't you work with me? God knows what that evil giant is going to do to me now. So, when the giant returned that night and he found that the wool was still lying there, he took the princess and tore a strip of skin from the crown of her head, down her back and over her heels, and he threw her over the rafters with the hens. She could neither move nor speak. Mother? Mother! Catherine's gone! Gone? She cannot be! Where would she go? Perhaps the thief stole her too! Oh, oh no. Oh no. This would never have happened if your father was still here. It is all right, Mother. We will simply have to wait outside another night to discover who the thief is. Then we can find out who's taking our kill and where Catherine is. Uh, would that not mean putting another life in danger? What do you suggest, then? Um, thank our blessings it was not us who were taken and find a new kill garden? Do not be so ridiculous, you cruel and uncaring child. You will await the thief tonight. Be sneaky and find out where Catherine is. That is an order, understand? The next night, Zoe, the middle princess, wrapped a blanket around herself and sat in the kale yard to see who was stealing the kale and who had taken her sister. <sighs> this is utterly ridiculous. 
catch the thief, Zoe. Find your sister, Zoe. Do this, Zoe. Do that, Zoe. <laughs> the giant arrived and started to cut the kale like before. The princess scolded him. Hey, you took my sister. Give her back or or else. <laughs> I mean it. I will have your guts for garters. But the giant picked her up by the arm and the leg, tossed her in the basket and took her home. Everything happened the same as with Catherine. Zoe milked the cow and put it out to pasture on the high hill and then she put on the pot to make porridge. Just as she began, the tiny yellow-haired people appeared, looking for some scraps to eat. Princess? Princess? I'm so hungry. Can you spare us some food? Please, may I have just one bite, princess? I have not eaten for days. But all the princess had to say was, Little for one and less for two, and never a grain have I for you. And so the disgruntled, tiny, yellow-haired people left with their heads hanging low. Zoe ate her porridge and began working on the wool. And if the wool did not work for her sister, it was even worse for her. Oh my lord, this wool is uncontrollable! How is anyone expected to do this? The giant is going to be so angry with me! She was right, for when the giant came home and found the wool untouched, he grabbed her in a rage and tore a strip of skin from the crown of her head, down her back and over her heels, and he threw her over the rafters with the hens and her sister. <laughs> that ought to teach them. Bethany, Bethany, wake up! <gasps> what is it, Mother? Is Zoe okay? I'm afraid not, dear. She is gone from the garden. The thief must have taken her too. What can we do? I acted foolishly sending her out there. Now I have lost two out of three of my precious daughters. There is a way to solve everything, Mother. We simply have to be smart and patient. Tonight, I will wait in the garden and allow the thief to take me. That way I can find Catherine and Zoe and assure their homecoming. No, I cannot expect that of you, Bethany. You are but a child. Do you remember what Father said to us before he passed? He gave me very clear instructions to look after you, and I cannot very well do that if I allow my sisters to be kidnapped forevermore. Let me do this. For all of us. Please be careful. On the third night, the youngest princess, Bethany, sat out in the kale yard wrapped up in a blanket. Once again, the giant came and started to cut the kale. Bethany begged him to leave what little food they had left. Hey! Over here, you big, ugly giant! Leave that food for my old mother and take me instead! How very brave of you! I think I shall take both you and the kale. <laughs> and with that, he picked Bethany up by the arm and the leg and dropped her atop of the stolen kale in his huge basket. The giant gave Bethany the same orders as her elder sisters, to milk the cow and put it out to pasture on the high hill, and then to take the big pile of wool and wash it, comb it, card it, spin it and weave it into cloth. I expect you to have finished all of your tasks before I get home, 
or there will be trouble. You got it. So the youngest princess milked the cow and put her out to pasture on the high hill, and then she put on the pot to make porridge for her breakfast. Suddenly, the room was full of tiny yellow-haired people, begging her for a bite to eat. Princess, princess, I'm so hungry. Can you spare us some food? Please, may I have just one bite, princess? I have not eaten for days. Bethany was known to be very kind and soft-hearted, so she said, "Find something to sup with, and you can share my porridge." Thank you, Thank kind, you princess. kind princess. The yellow-haired people ran out and soon returned with spoons made from heather stems and pieces of broken dishes, and they supped the porridge with the princess until it was all gone. Thanks again, princess. You saved me from starving another night away. Thank you kindly, princess. They all left, except for one tiny little boy with yellow hair, who said, "Do you have any work that you need doing? I can do any work with wool." Why, yes, I do. I have to wash, comb, card, spin. And weave that big pile of wool into cloth before the giant comes home. Or I dread to think what he will do to me. Ah, I can do that for you, easy. Unfortunately, I have no money to pay for your work. That is all right. All I ask for payment is that you tell me my name when I am finished. Simply tell you your name. <laughs> It's a deal. Thank you. <laughs> do not thank me yet. With that, the tiny boy with yellow hair left, with a bundle of wool in his arms. Later in the day, an old woman came knocking at the door, looking for a place to stay for the night. Hello, dear. Can you take pity on an old lady like me and spare some bread and a place to rest for the night? I would love to offer you a place to stay, but sadly, this is not my home to offer. In fact, it belongs to a nasty giant, and God only knows what he would do if he found I had let you in. I'm terribly sorry. This all right, dear. Thank you anyway. Wait, before you go, have you any news from the village? I have nothing to tell. Good day, dear. Good luck, and may God be with you. And with you. The old woman set off to find shelter for the night, and on her way, she spotted a mound nearby the house. Well, beggars can't be choosers. This will do for one evening. So she lay down under the sheltered side of it. It felt strangely warm to her. So she started to crawl up the slope towards the top, where it was warmest. She saw a light coming from within the mound. She peeped through a crack at the top, and saw a whole lot of tiny yellow-haired people, all working with wool. While a tiny yellow-haired boy ran around singing, "Tease, teasers, tease." Card, carders, card. Spin, spinners, spin. Poor Perry Fool. Perry Fool is my name. I wonder if that news will earn me a spot in the giant's house for the night. The old woman returned to the house in the hope of getting lodgings, and she told the princess all what she had seen. It was the strangest thing. All these tiny people with custard yellow hair scurrying around the spinning wheel, with one tiny boy saying, "Tease, teasers, tease, cart, carters, cart, spin, spinners, spin," for Perryful, 
Very fool is my name. Hmm. That is just the news I needed. Thank you. Come quickly and take a warm by the fire before the giant comes home. I can sneak you some food, too. You are a very kind young lady. Later that same evening, the tiny yellow-haired boy came in with the perfectly woven cloth, expecting his payment. Ah! <gasps> Here's your cloth, princess. Now, tell me, did you figure out my name? Firstly, the wool looks superb. Thank you very much. As for your name... Hmm. Philip? <laughs> Not even close. What about Chris? No, no, no. <laughs> all right, all right. Last try. Perhaps your name is Perry Fool. What? <laughs> no, no, no. The little boy threw the cloth onto the floor with a rage Ow! and ran out of the house. Just then, the giant came home and saw a whole lot of tiny yellow-haired people staggering around. Some had their eyes hanging on their cheeks. Some had their tongues hanging on their breasts. They were a terrible sight to see. What happened to you all? We have been worked to the bone, spinning wool. I'm exhausted. All that washing and combing, carding, spinning and weaving. Uh, I thought I would never see the light of day again. Well... If the princess is all right, then I shall never make her work another day. The giant was relieved to find the princess sitting happily by the fire with all the wool woven into fine cloth. After this, he treated her better and gave her no more tasks to perform. I am impressed, princess. You are the first of your sisters to complete my tasks, and you have earned my respect. I shall ask no more of you but to live here with me and keep my company. Enjoy any and all of the pleasures my home has to offer. Thank you, Giant. I appreciate your offer very much. I think I shall retire for the evening as your tasks have tired me out. Good night. The next day, Bethany was exploring the Giant's home when she found her two sisters hanging over the rafters amongst the hens. Catherine, Zoe! At last! Are you both all right? What are you saying? <coughs> oh, okay. Do not fret, I can get you down. Bethany climbed the rafters and helped her sisters down. For the first time, she sees the flesh, which should be covering her sister's spines. Ouch, Ooh, that looks painful. <coughs> All right, calm down. Let me get a closer look. Slowly and carefully, Bethany pulled Catherine's skin up over her heels over her back and neck, and all the way to the crown of her head. <sighs> Finally! What took you so long? Next, she did the same for Zoe. <sighs> that was so uncomfortable! Oh my lord! At least you two are safe. Listen closely. I have a plan to get all of us home to Mother. No doubt she'll be worrying herself sick. How come you get to make the plan? Catherine, shut up and listen! You are the one whose big mouth got us here in the first place. Thank you, Zoe. Okay, ready? Bethany filled her sisters in on her great escape plan. Once the sisters were all in agreement, Bethany went back into the giant's house and found his huge basket. Meanwhile, Catherine and Zoe crept around the house in search of treasures to take back home. Zoe, shh, be quiet. 
If we were to be caught, it is back to square one for us all. I am being quiet. You be quiet. See? Look what you did. Come on, quickly. Put it back. Wait. What is that? Whoa. A golden chalice. Hold on a minute. Everything here is made of gold. Grab as much as you can and let's go. Meanwhile, Bethany was tricking the giant into helping them all escape. Thank you for all of your kindness, giant. I'm very grateful. But I do have one thing to ask of you. Go ahead, princess. Well, you see, my mother is all alone with only the milk of a cow to keep her fed now that all the kale is gone from her garden. Would you mind taking a basket of grass to her to ensure consistent milk from our cow? Princess... You are so kind. Of course I will do that for you. So, the three princesses ran back to their meeting spot at the hen's rafters. Quick! Catherine, climb into the basket! Don't forget the chalice! Bethany and Zoe hid behind the mound and watched the giant pick up the basket and set off towards their home. Are you sure this will work? I am certain. Just as the sisters had hoped, the giant had unwittingly carried Catherine back to safety. When he had arrived, he set the basket down. So Catherine, with treasure in hand, leapt out and rolled behind the nearest tree. Ow! Oh! It worked! The giant spread the grass next to the cow and set off for home again. Mother! Catherine burst in through the front door and fell straight into her mother's arms. Catherine, my darling, you were safe. Oh, thank the heavens. Mother, I promise to never argue with you again. I miss you immensely. The two women hugged tightly until it dawned on the queen that her other two daughters were still missing. Wait, what about Zoe and Bethany? Have you seen them? Are, are they all right? Be calm, mother. Bethany has everything under control. She saved us, and look, I have brought home this golden chalice so we won't have to live like peasants anymore. The next day, back at the giant's house, Zoe gathered golden coins and Bethany hid them and her sister in the basket. Once again, she asked the giant to take the basket of grass to her mother's cow. Anything for you, princess. Thank you, kind giant. The sisters quickly bid farewell to one another. Once you get home... Tell Mother and Catherine the rest of the plan. Good luck, Zoe. You got this. Thank you, Bethany. Stay safe and good luck. The giant once again carried a princess back to safety. He set the basket down and out leapt Zoe and the treasure. Once the coast was clear, Zoe ran through the front door to see Catherine and her mother waiting expectantly for her. They all embraced tightly. Before I get caught up in all the excitement, I must tell you the next step of the plan. On the third day of the great escape plan, Bethany spoke to the giant once more. Dear giant, I must go away for the day and may return late. Would you mind taking one final basket of grass to my mother's cow? Of course! Enjoy your outing! Bethany climbed into the basket with the last of the stolen treasure and buried herself with grass. She had only just covered herself when she heard the giant approaching. He picked up the basket, none the wiser to the princess's plan. Meanwhile, back at the queen's cottage, the women were readying themselves for the final phase of the great escape. Catherine! 
Get that pot boiling! On it, mother! Fantastic! Zoe, set up the ladder. Already done it, mother! Brilliant! If only you two were this helpful every day. <laughs> the giant was steps away from the queen's cottage, Bethany and Basket, her breath held so as to go unnoticed. For a final time, he set the basket down. Bethany leapt out with the last of the treasure. The giant was about to spread the grass like before when he heard... Three, two, one! With all their strength, the woman tipped over the enormous pot, drenching the giant in scalding hot water. And just like that, the giant was no more. The queen ran down the stairs and out the door, throwing her arms around her youngest daughter. Mother! Over here! Oh, oh Bethany! You are alive! <laughs> oh, what a brave woman you are. Your father would be so proud of you. And there you have it. We hope you enjoyed our tale. Come back again next time for another story. Oh, and do remember, you never know how much one act of kindness can change a person's day.